Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Today we are wrapping up our series on Becky Gary with possible theories about what happened to her. Before we get into it, we wanted to thank Joyce for speaking with us and telling us so much about Becky when we first sat down with her and we've even continued to keep in contact with her via text message, phone calls. I don't know if it feels like we really got to know her and we are so thankful we have learned so much about her life and it's really, really, I know, helped Crystal work on this case and writing it and just being genuine and not just... I don't know, like, when you listen to another podcast, like, when we do our other episodes and we just listen to research, like, we actually got to know about this person, so it just made it 100% genuine. So thank you once again to Joyce. Um, And for our listeners out there, if there is a case that is close to you that you want to make everyone more aware of, please reach out and let's get together, because that's really how this case fell into Crystal's lap, not mine. Um, So continue to reach out if this has happened to you in your life or you know of somebody and we can always help and we are more than happy to bring awareness because that's where it all starts at first. So yeah I agree. I'm going to pass it on over to Crystal so she can kind of get us into these theories. Yeah we just I just wanted to kind of jump straight into everything we're talking about today Um, just kind of as a wrap-up episode. So, obviously, if you haven't listened to our other two episodes about Becky Gary, please go back and listen to those first. Um, Obviously, you could listen to this one, but it's going to be a little bit more confusing because you're not going to know a whole lot of the backstory behind things. So, I highly suggest going to listen to those first. Um, But today, I do want to talk about some different theories or... I guess suggestions that have been made that the evidence kind of points toward that could have happened in this case. Um, try to keep an open mind with them all. Um, yeah, just keep an open mind. That's the best way. I'm not really placing a judgment while I'm talking about these cases, so I don't want you to feel like maybe I swing one way or the other as we're talking about them. Um, one of them is completely outlandish and is most likely not... Um, what happens the other two are very plausible there are a couple of other theories um, surrounding this case of things that need to be talked about I will kind of touch on them at the end Um, but I also want to say that today's episode might be a little bit different than some of the other ones Um, I'm not necessarily telling you everything I mean I am telling you everything but I'm not like just speaking to it in story form I definitely wanted to use today's episode as kind of like a commentary between um Bethany and Bethany and I because we have discussed this a lot and um just use it as an opportunity to kind of have a monologue I get of sorts about it um so I'm just gonna start with the first one um I guess you could say this one has a a lot of evidence for it as well too but at the same time it does leave a lot of questions so one theory that has been tossed around is that she actually Becky actually ran off um, with a woman that she met while working at a a coffee shop cafe called uh, Nylons is how I believe that's what it said Um, again I'll say it 15 million times in this whole thing those notes the case notes are so bad like I'm guessing at this name Um, but at least that's what I could make out 
Um, I do not know if this is the same cafe, though, that Joyce mentioned to us that Becky, like, went to a lot. That's where my mind went to. Um, That's where my mind went to because I know she mentioned that. And then we have the notes of where Becky's former boss went to this cafe looking for her to see if she was there. Like, they even asked for her. They're like, she hasn't been here. Yeah, she hasn't been here. So, I don't know if this is the same one or if this is a different one. Interesting. Um, And I'll kind of go into a little bit of detail why later. But, like, I don't, I can't tell you one way or another. Um, someone else might know out there, um, but I just personally don't. So, but according to a report that was filed with the police in February of 89, so just a couple, like a month after she was officially declared missing, about two months after her family says that she is missing, a man by the name of Mr. Powers um, of the CPS called police to let them know um, what he think happened. And he told them that at the time, Becky, the time that she went missing, that there was an active complaint and investigation from CPS open on her. Um, Basically, someone had reported her to CPS because Jamie, her daughter, was being allowed to walk the streets late at night. And I'm kind of reminding everybody and reminding you too, Bethany, that like Jamie was 12 at the time. And I was like, but I thought about it. And I was like, if you're the child of a single mother, then you might not. Like if you're not the child of any single parent, you might not get this. But like most kids that have a single parent are very independent. And they do a lot of things for themselves, especially if your mom works a lot. So, to me, being 12 and walking the streets at night is not super concerning. But it would be if it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I feel like it's the area that they were staying at that makes it a little concerning to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know that area. Mm. I mean, I probably, that's where my mom is from. And it's, I know back in the 70s when she was born. Like, I've told Crystal the whole Mm -hmm. story about, you know. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but also what is late at night? If this was in like November, December, it gets dark at five o'clock. So it could be eight and she's walking. School nights or the weekend? Yeah. Is she walking to the store from getting food because her mom is working? I mentioned that that Becky worked was working at this time as like a waitress at this cafe. Like they're probably open late. So maybe she's working late and... Becky was walking, like, not Becky, Jamie was walking on her way home from eating there or doing something. Like, we don't really know. So, I mean, I get that somebody was probably looking out for more safety reasons. Yeah, I can't, I can't fault him for, like, reporting that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we don't, she like, very well like, Yeah, I guess basically way. what I'm saying, I'm trying to just say, don't automatically think just because someone has a CPS report out on them or an investigation that they're a bad parent. Like, sometimes it can just be miscommunication oh, people can call just because they're like mad at you yeah so something. like and she definitely had people matter well, so not, like will, like well, no one knows either way becky um becky had this open out her own basically is what i'm saying so this was active and he mr powers was communicating this because he thought it might have been of importance so becky worked at nyland with this woman named linda carter and which is not the superwoman's, not superwoman. What's, is that superwoman's name? Linda Carter? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't know. I want to, s- hold on. I don't know. You keep going. I'll Google. <laughs> I 
I was very, as I was writing this, I was you like, said is Superwoman or the woman in Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. Is it Wonder yes. Woman? I don't know. I was thinking about this the entire time I was writing it. I'm sorry. That was totally sidetracked. But a CPS agent, um, the CPS agent, uh, Mr. Powers, also told police that um linda carter had an open investigation on her for having her daughter actually engage in some form of prostitution now he mentioned that the police investigated this claim but nothing was found so i mean it wasn't proven that her daughter was in any kind of prostitution but it was is what it is um, now, Mr. Powers told police that Linda was living with this man named Bill or William Bill Weedling, and he was from Indiana. So, right before Becky went missing, um, the cafe closed down. Like, they just went out of business, and Linda and Bill packed up and left to go back to Indiana. And now, Mr. Powers claimed that he just assumed that Becky went with them. So, okay, I don't mean to cut you off. Uh-huh. You were right. What? It's not Wonder Woman's real name is Diana Prince. Okay, yes. But the lady that played the original, like in the seventies, her name was Linda, Linda Carter? Carter. Okay, I knew it had something to like, do with Wonder right, Woman. But then I'm like, that's not Wonder Woman's like name. No, it that's the, that's the actress. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, my brain. See, my brain knew something. <laughs> Thank you for that. There's a little nerdy fact of the yes. episode yes original today. wonder woman was linda carter i feel like more people know that but it just it was not connecting for me but anyway so mr powers claimed that becky just up and left with him now in the notes i am going to say this too the notes that we received um that has that police report it just kind of ends there and i don't necessarily know if it ends there because there's other pages we didn't get or if that's just like the extent of the like what they filed that's kind of like what i got because it seemed like it was a very information thing a lot of it is so missing that i don't even know i don't even like, know not either. even that, just that part. yeah but that but what confused me is he never really gave or this person that, that reported and took down this report never really gave a reason why mr powers felt that becky went with these people like there was no reason how does he know all this? that's what so i wanted to know how does he know really feels like somebody just trying to like get her in trouble or to i mean i'm not going to be the conspiracy theorist but like i wonder if it was even something like somebody just called to get, make up the story to lead people down another trail you know oh. so it was just very it was very weird because in the notes it's literally just listed as mr powers I a want- mr powers called and said before she disappeared or after? after it was, was in after? february why even call i don't she's know she's gone like she's missing well they call he called to say that's where he thought he she went and he called to let them know that there was an active case that's just a against her too. and he just assumed that that's where she went that's a little too it's weird much. so anyway um this wonderful lady named kim um, who has been helping out Joyce with her own investigation of where Becky went and all that. She actually is who got access to some of the case files. And she has since been working to try and get some answers herself. So she actually reached out to the daughter of Linda and learned that Linda has since passed away. 
um, Linda's daughter, Crystal, told Kim that she doesn't remember Becky, doesn't remember anyone named Rebecca, doesn't remember any of her mom's friends from that time. She doesn't know anything. Like she said, I, I just don't know. So, Kim actually told me that she was planning on reaching out to other members of the family to see if she could get anyone to talk. She And I think um, when I spoke to her, she told me that she had messaged Linda's sister on Facebook or something like that, but hadn't received a reply yet. Um, Kim believes that this couple is the best lead at the moment. Like, she thinks that... You think her daughter's lying, or she genuinely does? She I didn't feel- say that. Kim did not say that, so I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it was if it was one of your mom's good friends, you would know. About yeah. Them. I mean, look how young the boys are, and they like know. They're like, when's Crystal coming? In? Yeah. And like, and I know when they're older, they're gonna remember Crystal. Yeah. So I I don't know for this one, but she Kim does believe this is the best lead. Um, to my knowledge, she is still investigating this angle. Um, I know for Joyce, she, I don't want to say she like is 100% on this, on this. She just thinks it is a possible scenario, but she also doesn't believe that Becky would just up and leave Jamie. And that's, that's the thing for this one is why would she just actively leave Jamie and abandon her? It just seemed a little weird. What do you think? I just don't see her. I just never thought that. I don't know. That never crossed my mind when we were sitting down talking to Joyce. That she would that just she leave just her? That Jamie. And the only time is, I don't know if you're going to talk about it, like when I got like probably way too personal with Joyce. And that's when she brought up like that her and her mom were really wanting Jamie to come live with them. Mm-hmm. And like Becky did not want that. Like she wanted Jamie with her. So like my mind was only like the only reason she would leave jamie is if she had to yeah like she 100 percent had to or somebody took her and that is why i felt like the fact of her taking jamie and putting her on a bus and sending her to shreveport that was her saying i don't have anything else left to do but send her to where i know she's safe that's just how i i mean i don't know jamie and i don't know becky and why but from what we do know to come get her and her stuff if she was planning on leaving. Yeah. Like, if she was planning on going with this couple, why would she actively I want... I just never got that vibe. Neither did I. I could be, like, so Oh, listen, I could be totally wrong. But I just did not, like... It doesn't make know. sense. Just as much as she, like, wanted her daughter with her, like, throughout the years, even though she was such a free spirit, I just... I it doesn't know. make sense to me no. either. So, this, this whole theory... I can see where the allure of it comes from. You have this mystery couple. You have this man who's from Indiana, and they were all friends, and they left. Maybe Becky left with them, but I I can see it, and I can understand wanting to go down that rabbit hole, and maybe there's a part of this situation that I don't understand that I'm missing, but... It just doesn't, like, my gut just doesn't feel mm-hmm. like this This is going anywhere. Like, I feel like it's just, like, a red herring. And, like, it's just a rabbit hole at this point. I so. don't want to toot our own horns, but I always feel like our guts normally... Well, I feel like anyone's gut yeah. is, like... It's like the it's like you have this natural instinct, and whatever your gut's telling you first, I feel like sometimes you need to you listen to it. it. But I do think that this pathway is 100% worth going down because you might find something that yeah. you know either 
completely dismisses it and we know that that's not a th- that's not an option anymore or it could lead us to something that was she very well could have gone with them or like whoever this mr power saw but it might not have been willingly oh yeah 100 percent. so um now on to the next one so this is the one i told you is very likely not to have happened but you never know um so nearly 10 years ago um a serial killer named samuel little was arrested and he confessed to a disgusting amount of murders like a disgusting amount he killed all over the united states um i do want to cover him one day to be honest but i feel like it's either going to be a very long episode or a series (laughs) of episodes um but during the investigation into samuel little he actually admitted to this like to several murders and a lot of them are jane does so they knew that he was guilty of like a few like a handful of them but as they were interrogating him he ended up just being like well i killed this person too and this person and this person and some of them he knew names for but for 26 of the people or women that he admitted to killing he actually drew a picture of them and he drew a picture of each and every single one. And one of them looks very, very similar to Becky in appearance. And I remember show, I remember um, Joy showing it to us, but I wanted to show Bethany again so that she, um, so we could talk about it. So this is the picture. I will put it up also on um, Instagram, Facebook, and everything where everyone can see it. But this is the picture that Samuel Little drew. And then this is Becky. And like Joyce says, Joyce says she feels like just the similarities between them are very striking. The hair is way too big, though. The hair in the picture that he drew, yes, is way too big. Because the hair here almost looks like an afro. But for me, it's the eyes. And the eyebrows. Mm -hmm. But it's like, is that me just like really wanting to see it yes that too i also thought that is it me wanting to see it or what so the only way that joyce and her family were like were able to know 100 percent without a doubt that this picture that he drew um of a jane doe that was discovered outside of new orleans was not her sister was the fact that the just the dates don't match up so the dates that he killed this woman, this doe, don't line up when um, Becky went missing. Now, when Joyce and I were talking about it, though, she did mention that, you know, we did talk about the fact that he very well was as many people that he killed. He very well could be getting dates mixed up. Like, he was he, also, like, in his, what, 70s or he was He was a he good bit older. Yeah, he was a good bit older. So there is the possibility that he just does not remember the dates clearly and that it was her sister. And I mean, when but, you kill that many people, are you like, unless you're just a complete psychopath. And, and you remember every single thing. I, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, but I don't know. I don't but I, I could say that it could be. But they do believe that it is not her at all. As much as it does look like her, it just isn't. Now, the reason that I bring this theory up in general, just even regardless of the fact that the dates don't match up, is that just because it wasn't Samuel Little doesn't mean that it couldn't have been another serial killer. Because 
as we've talked about, there were a lot of serial killers active in this time in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, Louisiana themselves had a lot that were active in this area. Now, they probably weren't really active and had their first murders until like the early 1990s, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't some that we didn't know about or that there wasn't another serial killer from somewhere in the country traveling through. Now... Yeah, there's a lot of questions about this, too, because um, as we go into other stuff, we have, like, when I talk about our next one, we also have to think about um, the fact of the state that Becky's apartment was left in. It wasn't like she put up a fight. It was like it was someone that she knew. It wasn't like she was unwilling to go if she did go. It looked like she was packing. Someone met her, and then she disappeared so the serial killer idea is intriguing i think because like i want to talk about it but and like and i don't say i want it to be true but i'm not saying that at all i guess i'm saying it's like an intriguing theory it's like a oh that would be really interesting if if you know this other serial killer that we know for sure was responsible, then it would almost be like a sense of closure because like we would know for sure what happened and we would be able to like solidify this what happened. I don't get that vibe. And yeah. it's the coffee cups that do Yeah, I, mean, I don't get that vibe. I mean, it, it, yeah, I'm with you. I guess, I, I guess the reason I'm intrigued by this theory is because it gives me... I don't want to say a sense of hope, but it gives me like a, an, it gives me a little bit more secureness of like, okay, we would know that the person may have gotten, ju- like we got justice for her. There's an ending we know where some of the other theories still have a whole lot of questions yeah, about it. Does that I make want sense? It to be what actually is not what feels like fits the puzzle piece. Oh together. yeah. A hundred percent. And that's probably what a lot of people, I mean, probably what a lot of people think when they listen from our first episode is what me and you both think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And then I'm, then I'm like, is that putting like a curtain over our eyes so we can't yeah. see any other theory? And probably yes, because the last theory Crystal's going to talk about is what I believe like 2000%. Mm-hmm. But I mean. And that's why I kind of feel like it's, I mean, that it's really difficult. It does look pretty similar, but. It is. Yeah. So. The last theory, and the one Bethany's talking about, feels like, you know, maybe, like, you know how people say you view stuff with rose-tinted glasses when you're in love. Um, I feel like it's the same kind of theory. You have a bad man, and you want this bad man to be responsible. And I feel like, while it is intriguing to want to say, this is what we feel like happens, we don't have the proof to say if it did or didn't. So, let's get into the big boy theory. <laughs> the theory is that Edwin Edwards, our former governor of Louisiana himself, was actually involved in Becky's disappearance. Now, as you remember, we talked about Becky and how she had a very close personal relationship with Edwards since she was a teenager. We even went as far as to suggest that he may have been grooming her in like a sexual manner. Oh, 100%. Um, as I'd suggest, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> we have... Um, you can sue me. <laughs> you can sue Bethany, not me, please. Um, 
In November of 1989, though, a man ended up calling the police, and he identified himself as Paul. Now, Paul said that he was calling from a covenant house in New York City. Now, if you're not familiar with what a covenant house is, a covenant house is a place where people who have, like, been sexually abused, domestic violence, that kind of stuff, it's where they can go, and they're all over the country. We have a lot in Florida. And so he said that there was a man that he knew that admitted to killing a woman, and her name was Rebecca Pauline Gary. And he said that she was in the trunk of a brown Ford van and that the first three license plate numbers were 6UX. Okay? Very specific. I mean, if someone called me and said all that... I really wish me and Crystal had recorded... We would have had to have Joyce's permission, but Mm -hmm. I really wish we had recorded like video recorded us Mm -hmm. because if you could have saw me and crystal's like face (laughs) face during half of this like when she was telling this specific story it it was wild and i will say this is a part this of the police notes that we have that detail all of this they are very hard to read so if i get stuff wrong it's really just because i'm struggling to understand it um there's so much information buried in these notes and it is really really hard to read so if anyone out there, I'm telling this every single time, if someone out there is willing to help us look through these notes and help transcribe them, I am begging you at this point. Like, we need help with this. Anyway, he claimed that he, this man, Paul's friend, claimed that he did this because former Governor Edwin Edwards had asked him to take care of her and paid him to do it. Now, there's... No proof of this other than what this man said. Um, Joyce did tell us that they ended up going to the location that they said that this vehicle was parked to look for her. And she was not there. And not She was not there and the truck was not there. Um, we did bring up the idea and the thought that maybe the car or van or whatever it was got towed. I mean, do you think it would just stick around? Do you think they would just leave it there? or? But then I said, I was even thinking about it. Like, if they got the car towed, the vehicle towed, if her body was in there, it wouldn't be long before it smelled and someone would have found they it. they would have found it. They'd check it even when they tow them. Like... So, I don't... Th- this, theory, this theory makes me want to be like, oh, yes, this is a great track to go down because who really says that it's way too detailed i still believe it but i think they went back and moved the car something happened yeah but it definitely is too specific to just be completely overlooked so now when police talk to edwards um not necessarily in this situation but in general when they talk to edwards about his connection to gary um he was very quick to just respond by giving police letters that Becky had written to him over the years. And he tried to frame her as this woman who was just obsessed with him, that stalked him. And to me, that's non, that's unfair. And that seems very much like something that a politician would do. It's very one-sided. And it's always like anything that happens with a woman, like, oh, she was crazy. Oh, she was obsessed with me. She was, she was a stalker. Crazy. She was a stalker. And it's like, well, we want to see your letters, mm-hmm. you know? 
Mm-hmm. She didn't just keep writing to her to you and not get anything back. Why yeah, like why would she like keep sending letters? And you know? something else that I also thought about after the fact that kind of um, made me question this is it made me wonder how much is missing from the case files that we do have. Is if anyone ever did look at these letters that she wrote to him, wouldn't you know? if a letter is one-sided or two-sided but based on the way a letter is written like typically when you write a letter to someone you're responding to something else that they wrote in another letter you're answering their questions if they ask you anything they're continuing on a conversation and we don't know if he threw some letters away we don't if it was just the letters that really did Mm -hmm. you know make her look like she was a lovesick puppy exactly so that's why i was like well how far was it actually investigated so I can't help but wonder still, though, if what Becky was carrying around with her were actually the letters that Edward had Edwards had written back to her that she had kept as proof. I'm, you're a genius. I never thought of that. No, see, that was like that was like immediate gut feeling was that what she had was like communication from the two of them, <sighs> like maybe like stuff that he took her to, like like I always like, thought it was pictures. Well, see, I, I always well, thought it was well, pictures. Well, see, I was thinking pictures, too, but I'm thinking about, like, if I'm trying to, like, prove a relationship with someone, I'm going to have, like, timestamp stuff that we did, receipts. Like, if they went to an event or something together, if they took a picture somewhere, like, if they took a picture and they were in downtown New Orleans and, like, maybe they went to do something after and she had the ticket stubs for that. This or like Pandora's box. Yeah. You know you're not supposed to open Pandora's box, but I want to open that <laughs> envelopes if so i could go back bad. i would i would open it. and that's what joyce said too joyce said that if she could go back she would pressure her sister more to tell her what is inside those envelopes but she's such a sweet woman and because she, she wants to know she didn't want to go over her privacy so i 100 respect that because i mean i do too and like, we, been sp- so like we spoke about it she'd been in the shower and i would have been sitting on that bed and i would have went through it, it open. uh-huh i have I, I, she's better than i am <laughs> there's like you points where you just gotta let them live their life mm-hmm you can't regret on stuff that you didn't do in the past. So I hope Joyce doesn't feel that way. (laughs) Oh, I know. Me too. I mean, there's nothing she can go back and do now. But I do wonder if what Becky carried around was proof that Edwards had something to do with it. Oh, Um, I also questioned this as well, too. Um, And I'll be honest, I don't really know the full timeline of events, but I do believe all of this happened prior to Edwards going to jail, going to prison for all the crazy, schemy, political, and, and, like, money laundering, basically, stuff that he did. So I also couldn't help to wonder if maybe Becky had some type of information about his criminal misdealings and things that he was doing and that is also what she was carrying around in this manila envelope um which would suck because he probably thought silencing her was going to get him out of that and he still got arrested. And he still got arrested so i mean again i don't 100 percent know if there was like a timeline of events that someone could maybe map out a little bit better for me but that is something that i immediately thought of that maybe she did know about this she spent a lot of time and, with him so i mean that's one thing i could think for a lot of years yeah <laughs> um from as far as i know though the police never investigated anything about that from this angle 
Um, but again, like I don't truly know because of those files being missing um, from what Kim had asked for. Because I know that she specifically asked for like everything. They only gave her so much. So I don't know if someone else could go in and ask for everything but these specific files. Or if they gave her everything that they legally could. But I don't know. Um, now, I struggle with wanting to be blinded by the fact that Edwards 100% had something to do with it. Because there was a lot of fear when he was alive from people saying something because they didn't want to like get sued they didn't want to like you know make a whole big scene but part of me is like should we have been making a whole scene this entire time um is only talking about it after he is dead doing a disservice to becky like should we have been causing a scene and i don't know and i feel like if I just say I know that Edwards was involved and he had something to do with it and I leave my decision there, that that's not good <laughs> because I feel like I'm being very blinded by that. Um, so, I feel like a lot of people feel like that in life, though. Yeah, but I feel like when I close myself off to other situations and theories, I might be something else that might be blaring and like looking me in the face I'm ignoring because I'm so intent on this my reasoning for saying all of that was there are some things that you do have to question and I'm gonna like just throw out some theoretical questions and you can answer them if you feel free to okay but if to start us all off if Edwards was responsible like this man claims like he paid this man to kill Rebecca my question is why why would he why would he want her killed I mean there's one question but we said we wouldn't talk about it I, well, I know that's a huge one I know the question that a wife and other yes you know? I yes the question that we I know it seems very like we're hinting around something and we kind of are but it, like we decided very well it's not our place to talk about that and if we ever get permission to talk about it we will but just because this person doesn't like to talk about i mean she talks about her mom but she doesn't like yeah. to talk she doesn't really i don't know she's not like joyce yeah so it's not our place to discuss things that we haven't explicitly been, been giving permission, permission to talk about yeah. Um, and until we are, or if we ever are, we're not going to discuss that. So, it's nothing. But yes, um, what Bethany, you're saying, I 100% feel like could yeah. very well be a situation. But it could be, like what I said, it could be she was involved in his criminal dealings with stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it could be that, that, you know, since they've been having this sexual relationship since she was a young teenager, um, did she just get too old for him? Like, was thirty? It was her being in her thirties just too old for him. Well, his his wife is his, like his second wife was a lot younger. Yeah. So. so like, is is that what it is? Like, she eventually got to the age where he didn't like that anymore, Probably. and so and she was still like maybe in love with him or had some type of infatuation, and he just that's why he tried to frame her as crazy. 
was because he just wanted to get, you know, be done with her. And then she, I don't know, maybe she tried to blackmail him and say, hey, I know all this information and I can ruin your career with it. And he retaliated. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'm on a blackmail oh, side. Oh, I mean, I'm not necessarily on a blackmail side either, but I'm just. It's a good, yeah. I mean, we have to look at all sides of it. The only reason I don't say blackmail is because of how scared she was of the envelope. Oh, yeah. And that makes sense. Like, she was she was scared and did not want to let that out of her sight. It wasn't like a vindictive, I'm mm. scared. It was like, I'm genuinely terrified if, it, if I go missing, it, this envelope explains yeah. it all. Yeah. Um, now, I guess what I ask a lot of, too, and like we were saying, is, like, there just needs to be a reason why Edwards would want her gone if he is going to be the main suspect, I guess, going forward. Like, I feel like I need to know what his reasoning was. Like, what did she have that would make her such a threat to him? So I'm honestly surprised he never like spoke out about her. I mean, like even when he was in yeah. prison. I feel like he I feel like he would and I feel like a lot of people, especially the family, were hoping for a deathbed confession. Yeah, that's what Joyce said. Um, yeah, she said that was what she was she was heartbroken when he man. didn't. And I feel like at the very least that could have happened. And no one told anybody. He could have died with just family and told someone in his family and they kept it a secret. Very well could have happened. And we may never know. Um, but there's just so many things, I guess, for me about the way her apartment especially looked that make me feel like maybe this man that Paul is talking about is someone that Joyce knew that worked with Edwards. Like, they had, like, a close personal relationship as well, too. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind are those bodyguards he always had with them. Yes. That were, they, they that knew love her. Becky. Yeah, like, yeah. they and hung I mean, out with her. I don't necessarily know that the same bodyguards that he had when she, when she was 18 that she would have had in her 30s, but... You know, he may have, or he may have just had ones that were around so much that he that knew. she knew them. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened, because her apartment had no signs of forced entry. No signs of They struggle. made, she obviously made a coffee for someone. Two coffee cups. Two coffee y'all. cups were sitting out. Coffee pot was on. So she obviously made coffee for someone, and they came in. She let this person in. They obviously would have seen that she was getting ready to go somewhere, because... Of her bags were packed and her things were getting ready to go. And the landlady said that it looked like she was moving, which she really was because her things were packed up. So if you're running, if you're running away, like Mr. Powers or whatever, mm -hmm. you don't pack up everything. You just get a small bag and go. Go, yeah. So one other, uh, another theory that we had actually talked about with Joyce. And I remember Beth brought this one up was... The theory of maybe that she is in witness protection somewhere. Like, yeah, this is where I, like, honestly thought Joyce was going to ask me to leave. Because <laughs> I started asking a lot. Of, and it's probably just, I don't know, it's like something possessed me. And I just started asking a bunch of really personal questions and stuff. And, like, she even told me she's never thought about that. But it just made sense. But then at the end, we were like, why hasn't she come back? And that was, Joyce asked that. And I was like that's a great question and i don't have an answer to it and i kind of felt bad when we left because i was like i hope i didn't give 
like Joyce some kind of false hope that her sister's out there and witness protection but it like generally came to my mind Mm -hmm. and i was like should i mention it like we're sitting here just like bouncing around ideas then i was like that's a good question why hasn't she come back i mean he passed away yeah but then i this isn't this is the part where i really thought i overset my balance and i was like she might have started a whole new life a whole new life she might have a husband she might have children and maybe she's just embarrassed to come back or then she has to explain to you know her family and then what if she's still afraid that there's other people like you can't think that edwards was the only one out Mm -hmm. there that was doing this sketchy stuff she might had information on a bunch of other people in office so i don't know i mean it it is a perfectly plausible theory to me it made me really sad for jamie though and that's why i felt bad for bringing it up but it was like it really like popped up in my mind and i felt like i had to say it yeah so um, I know another theory that we kind of played around with and Joyce had mentioned to me was about if maybe she was in a mental hospital somewhere yeah. and she, um, she is at the perfect age where schizophrenia makes its ugly head known in a lot of people and especially women. Well, we had already talked about mm-hmm. in previous episodes she has stayed at one before Mm -hmm. she did so So, if mental health played a part of it that could very well be something we don't know if maybe she just kind of had a lapse and was like so many of our homeless population today and is just you know mentally not helped i guess is the best way i could describe it and she just kind of got lost in the system um, I would hope and pray that that is not reality, but that to me and to Joyce is, you know, yeah. does the thing. She may not even remember who she is. She might not know yeah. who she is, where she's from, or how to get help. Um, so the one last little, I guess you could call it theory, that Joyce has really talked to me a lot about, and I haven't really been able to get a whole lot of information um, directly from this person. Joyce feels like there's more to this story than this person's letting on. But um, there's a man named Jimmy Jeter. And he was known to Rebecca. And um, he actually worked for the police force. And was in a relationship with Becky for a while. Now, shortly before Rebecca went missing, she received a phone call by the Shreveport Police Chief at the time named um, Charles Gruber. And Jimmy Jeter swears up and down that Gruber was not the police chief when this whole thing happened. And he was not the police chief that called Becky. Um, but if you look up the Shreveport police, like police, like tenure stuff, he was the Shreveport police chief until 1990. This was actually a man who caused a lot of drama in Shreveport because he was our first um, non-native police chief. He was actually from up north. And I found headlines of people saying like calling him a Yankee and how this Yankee is ruining the area it sounds and, like the south yeah it was it was really rough um there's stuff talking about how he was the 
the right police chief at the wrong time. Like, if we would have had him, like, two or three down the road, he would have done a lot for the area. But because we were coming off of back-to-back politically and, like, corrupt police chiefs that were, like, stealing from our system, we had this guy come in who completely, like, tried to change stuff and run it by the book. He was, like, a vet. and That sounds like they wanted yeah, to continue they to did. be corrupted. They did. And so the area did not like that. Of course. And they so, can't be bad. <laughs> exactly. They can't go rape people they in their... Yankees. <laughs> they can't go rape people in their houses How anymore. dare you be good human beings. So, Gruber called... Rebecca in called her and had her interrogated about all the policemen that she knew and what they were up to and just like all of their the bad stuff that they had basically been doing like they were just trying to like get this information out of her and Joyce mentions that after this interrogation happened that that Becky did start acting really weird after this Um, And she did feel like she was a little bit more suspicious after this. I suspect that maybe Becky did tell Gruber a lot of information about these police that were doing very corrupt things because it seemed like he was trying to clean house. What if it wasn't even that, though? Like, what if he wasn't the one that specifically interviewed her? What if the ones that, you know, had done what they did were the ones under? And they're like, if you say anything, Mm -hmm. we'll do X, Y, Z. So then from then on, she was like, "Uh uh-huh. I'm in trouble. You know, or like maybe he tried to like make her a CI. Maybe. And then just you know made and just made her uncomfortable. Yeah. So that is another theory too that maybe someone found out about this and that is why she was scared too because she was. It wasn't just happening. Think snitching. of how many girls in town. It wasn't just her. Mm-hmm. So. So that's another theory too. So those are really the big ideas about what could happen. Again, like we said, none of these have been really fleshed out enough to even know one way or the other. They're really and truly just theories. Um, it's just the car. It's just the car with the license plate that doesn't work. Yeah, the car, the license plate still does to get it, which does not make sense for me because like that's so specific. How could you not follow it up more on that? I know they kind of try to frame it like it was like a dead end. But also, how many people knew about her publicly with Edward? And how did she get to New York City? Yeah, how did you... she go to the Covenant? Like, if she's in the Covenant House, um, I know that Joyce, Joyce's daughter um, Bridget, was talking about maybe she went to a Covenant House in like Baton Rouge or New Orleans, and for safety reasons, they moved her to another one. I mean, that's pretty far away. And then so... that's pretty far away. That would have gotten her away. But like, did they follow her there and kill her there? Like, if so. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of time. Bounced around to different states. I don't know. I mean, going to commune like there's so like. But I mean, just but just but just think about it. Like if she was in New York City and was killed in New York City in a Covenant house because someone, because Edwin Edwards wanted someone to kill her and get rid of her. What could she have known that would have been big enough deal that they would have to chase her down all the way to New York City to kill her? Exactly what he got arrested for. <laughs> well, yeah. And he still ended up going to jail for yeah. her. So. But probably way more than that. It was probably yeah. a bunch of other people in office that never saw jail time. Yeah. I don't know. So, tell us, guys, what you think your theory is. Um. I feel like this is totally going to be a case that is going to haunt me because I, I'm going to want to know. 
These are the cases we love to do because this is like genuinely somebody like reaching out and like help us. But it's not like our every Sunday episodes where like we know what happened. We mm-hmm. know where the killer is. We know like if they passed or not or where they are or what happened. We don't know this one. Yeah. So I guess I would like to say or to challenge everyone out there. When you are talking to somebody about true crime like we all do. Just say to somebody, do you know about Becky Gary Just and her, her being missing? Do you know about that case? And when they say, no, what are you talking about? Be like, there's a theory that our former governor, the Louisiana former governor, Edwin Edwards, had something to do with her disappearance. And then just tell people about her. Just give them, even if it's like a 30-second, one-minute-long snippet about who she was, what you've learned here, just enough to get people to, like, search for her, pay attention. Google searches. Bring her her information back into our everyday stream of life. Do it. Just just bring it up. And that's the very least that you could do. Like, you might not be able to help us with transcribing the notes. And you might not be able to help us with any information that needs to be done. You might not be able to help us with getting access to more of the case notes. But you can help us by sharing her name, sharing her story, and just making sure that the memory of her is alive and that we are doing everything we can to find what happened to her. Because there's... Like, she's not going to be the only Becky out there in the world. Oh, far from it. If you get what I'm saying, like, not just her name specifically. There's a lot of stuff like this. If what we think happened is because a lot of people just sweep stuff under the rug. Mm Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, definitely. Well, I think I'm going to end it there. Um, There's a million other things we could probably talk about, but I hope we did... Everything about Becky Justice, if we ever get any other updates, it is definitely something that we obviously will update you guys on, even if it means a quick 15-minute just recap of something. But, um, yes, Joyce, I'm sure you're listening to this. And if you are, I just want to let you know that I am so appreciative of all your time talking to me. Please do not hesitate to give me a call if you need to talk about her if you have any other information Mm -hmm. you just want to dissect with someone i still um am good if you want to go down to baton rouge and storm the police department and just say hey give me my records i will be there with you i'm always (laughs) down to storm any police department oh yes 100 percent um so whatever you need from us please don't ever hesitate to reach out um just anything that we can do for you guys, for your family. Um, and we're just going to keep trucking right along with you, looking and searching for justice and just figuring out what, what happened and where is, where's Becky? Yeah. Um, where's Becky? That needs to be on a t-shirt. Yeah. Where's Becky? Yeah. With her, with her picture. Mm-hmm. The one that looks like that doodle. Yes. Yeah. Where's Becky? So, well, that's all we all. That's all we got for you guys. We really appreciate you listening. We hope you have a great, great day. It is my birthday when this episode comes out, <laughs> so I hope I'm having a great birthday. I'm sure I am. She is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, we love you guys. Do something nice for someone this week. Go out there, be awesome, and take care of the people you love. You only get them. 
once. Yep, you only get them once. Yeah. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye.